I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Hello, you bunch of weak gutted dogs. I am the SE Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Resurgence. You are listening to the Dual Position Podcast. As always, I'm very loud. Joined, as always, by the coach. No, I'm still loud. Am I any... Oh, God. This is this is a this is a shocking start. Brew, just take over. Yeah, welcome to the Dual Position Podcast. Oh, Apparently, settings. my uh, esteemed colleague is, is, is too loud. Uh, here we are. TLT. Most of us have got no trades. A little bit of carnage. Josh, your mic's off by the sounds of it now. Oh, I think uh, I, I think is... I should be good. Nah, you're good now. All right. There yeah. We go. Um. Yeah. Trades are at a premium. Uh, mate, what's happening with this rank of yours? Oh, geez. To be honest with you, I haven't opened the app. Uh, last week was a disaster for me to the point where I was like, I'm not even looking. Do you? I think. Uh, I think you may may be fielding an AE this week. Is that correct? Not even an AE. Do, do we even have a full squad? Yeah. So last week I didn't play, ma'am, uh, because I didn't have to. And then Grant Anderson was ruled out, which meant I copped Aaron Boost nine. Solid. Uh, and then Kickout pulled out, and by that stage I had no live bodies left, and I lost Hughes and. Kickout's not named again this week, and I think I'm down to sixteen. I think Kick- I think Kickout so is named. I I'm pretty sure he was extended bench. Oh, extended bench. So yeah, I think he'll be he'll probably come in. Um, yeah, you are you're in a world of hurt. Um, I went from having like you know epitome like just bulk depth on depth to like you know scraping the barrel. Like we've still got a few players up our sleeve, but it's nowhere near as promising. Um, on the pod last week, I said that I wasn't announcing my trades because I wanted to keep them up my sleeve. Um, don't worry, this week, guys, I'll take my trades. Right now, uh, none. I got none left. I'm all out. I um, we decided to pull the trigger on Cleary to oh well, yeah, Cle- Cleary to Latrell. Um, we vice captained Munster, and was very on the fence about do I captain Latrell or, or not. And we decided to pull the pull the trigger and, and captain Latrell, which which paid off well. Uh, and then we traded out Isaac Tago for Adam Dewey, which you know didn't do too well last week, but hopefully. The big man can pull through this week. Um, let's move into some teamless Tuesday news, Brewski. This week was interesting because, as you said, there was a few, you know, pullouts last week. A few unexpected injuries. Some stuff happened in the round. Like there was a, a bit happening. Uh, kick out in like, on the extended bench, as you mentioned, with Jared Maria Hardgraves ruled out through suspension. Nick Meany and Justin Ollum they are back in with Munster in the halves, pairing with Cooper Jones, who I thought played pretty well last week. Uh, Jerome Hughes is out, and Felix Kafusi is also out. Our, our boy, Viliami Veella for the Warriors, he's back in. You know, huge changing news. That's going to, you know, shake up the Supercoach landscape by tenfold. Uh, the Storm-bound Eli Katoa, he is on the bench. TPJ is out for the Bulldogs. For the Bunnies, they are unchanged, um, as are the Eels. Ruben Cotter, he starts with the Roosters unchanged. James Roberts... 
still getting a game in 2022. Uh, he's at the centres with Paul, Mon- Paul Monrolski with Ken Mamalo out. Uh, Lockie Miller on the wing for the Sharks with Connor Tracy out. Dale Finucane back in the side with Cam McInnes back to the bench. Branko Lee in the centres with Tamara Martin at fullback with Mariner and Tessie New falling out of the side. Adam Clune is in the halves with Jake Clifford out. Mitch Barnett, I didn't know why he was out until about 10 minutes before this podcast. He is out because he's been battling with a thumb issue and he's got some surgery, so he may be back in round 25. Who knows? Um, Joe Tarpany, he is out. Nick Cottridge is out. Uh, Molo and Sims, they're out for the Dragons. Uh, Aaron Clark back at nine with Aaron Booth out and Paseka is out for Manly. So not a huge amount of Supercoach news. Joe Tarpany is the big one now. A lot of teams would have brought him in, and uh, yeah, the curse. I wish everyone stayed the, stayed the hell away from my Joe Tarpany. You all killed him. I think Hughes and Tarpany as a combination was a big uh, trade-in yeah. last week. And Hughes was Hughes, the most popular. Thank and- you for killing Hughes, guys. Um, and yeah, right now I've got no halves. Sick. That's definitely what we want to hear. The most One of the most crucial positions in Supercoach, and you've got none. Um, yeah, Tarpany and Hughes were two of the most popular trade-in targets last week, and uh, yeah, we'll touch on the most sold this week, but Joe Tarpany does feature in that, and I'm not a huge fan. Um, but yeah, Tarpany's out. That's a, a big one. If you have Adam Elliott stocks, um, jump for joy. He should be getting plenty of minutes. Ruben Cotter, he now becomes, would you say a mandatory play if you own him? Obviously, I've, I own him, and I've had him just sitting in the NPRs for the last couple of weeks, but now he's starting again. Anyone that owns him, has he become like a mandatory play? I think it depends on how many live bodies got left at this point. But with his work rate and what he does to that side, the Cowboys were gone in that game. Uh, And I think he single-handedly changed the game for him. He gave him a real energy off the bench and and they lifted. And and obviously, you know, at the time I was was watching that game closely because I said one of my bold predictions last week was that the Dogs would beat them. And I was sitting there for 60 minutes going, I'm on here. And then, no, the, the you know, side coming seconds did what they should have done and came home strong and won the game. But a lot of positives for the dogs. Yeah, definitely. There was there was some positives. Um, we'll touch on my bowl predictions, but I had Cam Munster as the highest scoring player of the round. We got so, so close. I also had uh, the Panthers to get rolled by the, by the Raiders. And we were on for about three minutes and then... The Raiders just fell apart. Um, moving into the most sold, Joe Tarpany, number one. Now, I wanted to put a bit of side, a bit of segmentation behind this because I'm not a fan of selling Joe Tarpany. NRL.com are reporting he's out for one week. NRL Physio are saying it's one to three weeks with the idea of him just being pain managed. So similar to like Payne Haas when he had his shoulder issue. There's only one player I would sell him to and, and we will touch on him in, in due course, but I wouldn't be running out of my way to sell Tarpany. He's just a, the premium front row forward option. Uh, even him at 75, 80% of his best is still a 65 average. Surely people have Max King still. He can They, they can just punch him in for a week and, and he'll do a job. Like I wouldn't be running out of my way to sell Tarpany, especially if your trades are at a premium. Um, I wouldn't make that move just for the sake of it. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't do that move unless you absolutely have to. And mm. the only way you'd absolutely have to is if you're fighting for first or if you're in an elimination cash head-to-head league or a league that you very much care yeah, about. Right, They're yeah. the only reasons I would sell Tarpany. Otherwise, I'd, I'd wait and watch. Hope however, it's one week. However. And then get the spoils for the last couple. I would sell Jerome Hughes. I think this is a different kettle of fish. Jerome Hughes, he's nowhere near the level of keeper that Joe Tarpany is. Um, I just... I never got around to buying Hughes. I was never... I've never... I don't think I've ever really owned him in all, all of my Supercoach career. I've just never been a huge fan of the consistency that he puts out. Um, but... 
I would be cutting ties with him this week. I think this is a, a warranted sell. Yeah. Yeah, I've got no problems with that. Look, I was telling people last week, be, be cautious of buying him because I was an owner and I wasn't that thrilled with what he was doing every week. You know, he was getting 50 points. Occasionally he might be getting a 65, but that was generally with a try and I just didn't didn't like it. Um, so I'm I'm happy for that for that to be sold off basically and the storm at also next four weeks i think real tough run so uh yeah jump off if you if you can afford to the next four on this list are four of the most popular players in the game and four of them are they're all on the same team i was like tago nathan cleary william kikau talon may let's start with tago now he is the third most sold with 4.6 percent of trades being him uh, he's currently priced at 562k, so uh, a reasonable amount of money. There is still some to be sold and moved to. Hasn't been producing what he has been, has lost Luai. Um, you know, if Kikau was nailed on, I'd be more of a fan of holding because you'd think they just feed Kikau and, and he's obviously a, a big winner out of that. But it's not really translating. Like, it's not... Kago's scores have sort of fallen off a little bit. Had a, had a good score two weeks ago, but apart from that, nothing overly stands out. But is he a massive sell? Or is uh, he, I don't he's think got- he's a massive sell, but I think Kikau's the key. You know, he lost Luai and, and that impacted him, but he still had Kikau who obviously fed him a lot of ball. And, you know, if, if Kikau ever broke the line in any way, shape or form, Tago would be right there to, to finish it off or, you know, to throw the final pass out to May. Now without Kikau there, you know, Penrith's run home isn't, easy and it's made a lot harder obviously by the fact that they're going to not have both their starting halves i'd sell may before tago but i can understand why people might want to jump off at this time of year i guess the, the positive thing is they play the first game of the round and we get to see if william kickow is playing or not so if kickow is playing i'd probably hold if kickow is out i would sell and, and sort of pick whoever you need to pick in to, to fill in. But, yeah, I think it definitely revolves around Kikau when it comes to Tago. Nathan Cleary, not much more to say about this. 700K on the sidelines. Yeah, some people... I feel bad for the guys that owned, like, Cleary. They sold to Pews or, like, for example, they sold to Moses a couple weeks ago. He's busted. Like, halfback is getting very thin. Um, the play, as we, as you and I both said last week, like, the play is definitely to move Nico Hines up to halfback because no one is really jumping out. Um, I'm sure people have... Plenty of jewels, Joseph Sawali, Joey Manu, Ruben Garrick. These guys can go from centre wing down to fullback. Um, you can bring in a centre wing. If you've got Tago, you can you know, drop him down from 2RF. So you could basically essentially do Nathan Cleary out for any front row forward, any second row forward, any half, any centre wing, any fullback. So take your pick there. But yeah, there's no real point holding on to Cleary. I've been getting a lot of messages actually as well, Bruce, saying like, oh, I own Tarpany and I own Cleary. Like, who do I sell? Cleary's out. Cleary's out for the season. Like he's not coming back. Joe Tarpany, there is some question marks over him, but there is always, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel that he's going to be back. So Cleary for me is an absolutely must sell. Yep, hundred percent must sell. He's not going to play another game this season. So what's the point? In Supercoach, obviously, yeah. Um, number yep. number five, Billy Mckikau, as you said, sixty-two. Uh, sorry, sixty-two. Six hundred and two thousand being sold by three point seven percent of teams making trades this week. This one, for me, is a wait and see. If he's playing, I would definitely hold. Um, if he's out, then you can sell. As we said with, with Tago, like they played the first game of the round. Um, you can probably afford to wait until 6.30 on this one. At worst, to be back next week and hold him. Yeah, so you're, in my opinion. you're in the hold? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. What about Taylor May? Now, you said that he was a sell for you over um, Isaac Tago. I sold Tago last week simply out of the money. If I had the choice, I would have sold May, but he has definitely dropped off a little bit. 441K. He was pushing close to 600 from memory. 
eight weeks or so ago, uh, but it still made us plenty of cash. And yeah, he is being sold. He's the sixth most sold player this week. Mm, it's a it's one of those prices that's kind of ugly. You can't really get anyone decent Ooh. for four hundred and forty k. So you probably need two trades. So it might it might pose the question: Is it worth selling? And that's know? why I would just is go it better Tago. just to hold the guy at for four forty. Yeah, that's why I'd sell Tago. If you're going to sell one of them, so Tago's five sixty. Bit more flexibility at that price point. Yeah, um, I really wish I listened to you earlier. Obviously, some of the calls you've made on your team haven't gone well, but the calls you made in general have gone pretty well. You're a big fan of selling Tifatalikai round ten, round eleven. Um, I didn't mm. jump off until round fourteen, round fifteen, but he's now being sold. Seven month sold player this week. I think if we've come this far, I'd hold. Like we know the Sharks' run to come home is is really good. Um, I feel like he's just an upside guy. If you've come this far with him, I'd just stick it out. Yeah, that you know what's funny when you're having a good season and you sit there and go, "I would do this." You do do this. Yeah. When you're having a bad season, you say, "I would do this," but I'm gonna do this. I was the and same that's last been my year. Yeah. All year, I was the same man. Last like year. that's. I was gonna get Latrell. I didn't. I was gonna get Burton. I didn't. And I wanted to sell Talakai when he was like 760k, and and I didn't. Um, yeah, he's just he's fallen off a cliff. I think teams figured him out after. The, the Manly game and, you know, he's never been the same since. What's his price now? Must, he, mustn't be much. Four, yeah, four four fifty. No, oh, he's in that Telemay bracket. That, with that run home, I'd just hold Telekai, to be honest. Like, they've got four piss-easy games to, to finish the season. What do you got to lose? Like, if you've come this far, just ride it out. There's there's no one you can sell that to. Yeah, I, look. If anything, I'd be looking at buying Siffer than than selling him. Like, if I'd, I'd be I'd be jumping on at four fifty rather than jumping off. So, yeah, I would I wouldn't be moving on. It's just a really really gross price bracket. If he was six hundred k, different story because you can move to some people with more consistency and better upside. But for four fifty, I'd be holding uh, Mitch Moses for five hundred and eighty seven k. He is a sell out for. Um, is he out for the season or just a Mitch a Moses? Yeah, I think he's back around twenty five actually. But I'd still be selling regardless. It's just too much cash to yeah. be sitting there. Uh, Four t- weeks it was, so, yeah, yeah last week of the season. Uh, Tulatel Kula, he's just quietly under 500k, 490k. He's been on a bit of a bit of a hot spell. Um, he's got a green dot. Manly have a really good run home. They're playing the Titans this week. Probably wouldn't jump off him either. No. Um, he's a live body that's in form. So, yeah, he's he's peaked in price or whatever, but his price is virtually irrelevant at this point in time. You've still got him, so you may as well just hold him because he's in four. Yeah, that was a, something I brought up. Someone in the chat earlier said um, that they wanted to find a cash cow. and Yeah, that's odd. I, I saw that. We're, we're now around 22. Like, no one's making you cash, and by the time you get a cash cow, they're going to need two or three weeks to you know produce, and it's around 25, and season's over. So, yeah. I wouldn't be looking at just nuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just I, I'd rather just nuff out. Uh, number ten, Ezra Mam. He's a live body, but you know, with Adam Reynolds coming back into the side, hasn't looked fantastic. Yeah, Reynolds killed him. Um, I think recently he's been getting junk and still getting forty. Um, I know he got sixty last week, but I think that was with a with a meaty. So, um. It's it's an important position. Like if if you if you've got the cash and the trades and you're doing an upgrade, I can I can see why you would do it. If you've got one or two trades left, I'd probably just hold the bloke and look for people that are a bit more. Yeah, definitely hundred percent. Sell. Hey, let's move on to something more positive. We don't like you know pulling our teams apart. We like bringing good guys in. Now I said I was not a fan of selling Joe Tarpany except for one person. 
And he was on 95 points after about six minutes. Cam Murray is just something different, man. Like, he is so, so good. Um, newsflash. Does to, this every every year to finish the season? He, he just, yeah, he just goes decide, on an absolute tear. It doesn't what, matter what their draw is. He so. does he does nothing for the first six weeks. I say nothing. He averages like 65, which is like, you know, just they below. He killed it to start this season just quietly. Oh, sorry. No, he, sorry. He, sorry. I, I, I've, I've stuffed up. He does really well to start the season. Does nothing from like round 10 to 20. And then just decides to like turn it on in round twenty one um, onwards, and yeah, he's he's really good. Like their draw is tough, but you know he's very focal to that side. He's going to be getting a lot of like work through He'll the middle. Have a high work rate still, even if the games are tough. And and he has the upside. The games are tough, but Souths are in form also, so you need to kind of bring that into the equation too. Like look at who they're playing, what their forms like versus what South forms like, and. South form's pretty bloody good at the moment. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm all aboard buying Cam Murray if you're selling Joe Tarpany. Uh, just in general, I'm all, I'm all aboard buying Cam Murray. Uh, Ruben Garrick, I'm also all aboard buying him. If you don't have him now, now's the perfect time to get him. Manly's run uh, is probably better than the Sharks, and yeah, he Ruben Garrick does feature in. Um, I'm pretty sure he features in Bruce Hot Takes, and he features in my captain call later in the episode. So I'm all aboard buying Ruben Garrick. Mine season too. Long, season long, <laughs> season long keeper for me. Yep, absolutely, and we'll get to that when we talk captains. Just a, a bit of, I guess, strategy to take into account for next year. You are more than welcome to have your calls on players. You're more than welcome to say, I'm fading this guy, you know, I'm not buying him. But if they keep delivering, don't dig your heels into the ground. Don't fight it. Don't, you know, try and be too stubborn. I did this last year with Nico Hines. I did it last year with, you know, Jerome Hughes, uh, Ruben Garrick, these kind of guys. This year, I did it with Latrell Mitchell. Uh, I was very much a fan of him in all preseason, but when he came back, he beat up a bunch of minnows. I was like, yeah, I expected him to do this against a bunch of, you know, piss-weak defense. But the time came where I was like, shit, like, I'm going to need to buy this guy. He's that highly owned. He's that devastating. Latrell Mitchell last week, Brew, he played 62 minutes. He did nothing for the first 25 minutes. He didn't touch the ball once. Um, he Put got it his- this way. He was on... Six, 16 points, and they were all from goal kicks after the first 23 and a half minutes, because I wrote this down. Had and his, they were on 24 points at the time. Had his first hit up in the 24th minute, got an offload, and that's when it started. So from the 24th minute until the 62nd minute, he put on 130 points, which is like a PPM of like four. Uh, just incredible. I remember I was in the car, and I missed, missed the start of the game, and I heard whoever scored, I think it was the fourth try, and I heard the score and went, Jesus, Mitchell's going to be killing it. So I'll quickly <laughs> check the score. And Mitchell was on like know, 16. I was filthy because I can't like, He, he I was, was on fil- bugger all. And I was like, it won't stay like this, but how good this? I was And then, filthy. you know, by the time I drove home, he'd scored a try. And I was like, oh, well, it's over now. And then he just kept going. <laughs> yeah, I was I was spewing because I, I, I vice Captain Munster and he got 147, which is like, you know, an amazing score. Really good to loop. Um, but I just had a feeling, like I said it to you on the pod, that like Latrell could go ballistic. I looked at a few of my head-to-head matchups. They didn't have him. And I was like, oh, look, I'm, I'm just going to buy him because, you know, he's, he's probably the best captain option this week. And after 25 minutes, I was filthy because I was like, they've scored four tries. Latrell hasn't touched the ball. Like, what is happening? Cam Murray's just doing it himself. And then, yeah, the Warriors bent over for Latrell. And, you know, he, he did what he did. And, yeah, he put on 130 points in the space of, you know, six seconds. And it was, it was just incredible. Now... Getting back to off the strategy talk about, you know, digging your heel into players, it's, yeah. Luttrell, as a buy, we know they have a really tough run home, but Luttrell, like, I looked at his averages against the size he's playing. I think his worst, like, his career average is, like, 62. So, 
you know, this narrative that he's a big game player it does stand up because his average against Parramatta, I think, is 85. He's average against the Storm, I think they play, is also exceptionally good. I think his worst average is coming home is like 58. So, and that's that's career-wise. He's now goal-kicking as well, something that he didn't have last year or the year before. Um, you've got to take into account that when he was scoring really well, he was playing in the centres for the, for the Roosters when he was goal-kicking, and that's a position that historically does not score as well as fullback. So, Latrell... I don't really see it could be more obvious to, to pick him up, if you don't know. I think your mate Aman posted this probably three or four weeks ago, actually, the the average that this bloke has against the top sides, he and is, it was like 85 or yeah, something he's the like op- that. Yeah, he's and the opposite of a flat track bully. Yeah, if Mitch, if Mitch Moses is a flat guys. track, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there you go. I'm keen. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was keen because I was like, oh, yeah, he's just going to beat up a, a bunch of, you know, really bad teams. Um, but he just kept doing it. And, you know, even in a really quiet game against the Sharks, he still scored 55 points or whatever. And we know South is the kind of side that can just rack up 40 points. And we saw that, you know, last week. He had 24 points without doing anything. Um, you know, that's that's exceptional. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard. I'd much prefer him over AJ. I know AJ gets the points for the tries and stuff, but Latrell's always there. Latrell's feeding him, and Latrell's got the consistency of the goal-kicking too. Uh, number four on the most bought list. I know he hasn't played well the last month or so, but I'm all aboard Ellie Cherry Evans. Same reason why I'm all aboard Ruben Garrick. Like I've got a really good run home. Cherry had a really, really quiet game last week. He only ran for you know one or two hit-ups, and he, he's normally a really good ball runner and racks up a, bit, a fair bit of base in that. So with the draw they've got coming home, I am really keen on Delhi Cherry Evans. He is 559K, probably the cheapest you're going to get him. And mm. yeah, I just really like the draw they've got coming home, and, and he's a really, really good price to flip to a, from a Moses or a Hughes or a, or a Cleary if you haven't sold one of them by now. Yeah, there will. There's not many halfbacks still running, um, literally. So <laughs> it's getting slim. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's getting very slim, and he's due. He's and due. you only have to look at what he's done for most of the season. He's due, and it, it's coming soon, probably this weekend. Number five on the most bought list. Now I looked at trades quickly. Like you, you can look at sort of who's trading who, and the number one most traded forward was Joe Tarpany out for Cam Murray. The number two most traded forward was this man Payne Haas. Now. Is he back from his AC injury? You know, he had a bit of a layoff, had a quiet spell. Uh, but Payne Haas, you know, in a side that didn't look fantastic last week, still scored 60-odd points. So that's his flaw. That's what he can do. Um, he has, you know, the 110-point upside that we saw. If you're going to trade a Joe Tarpany and you already own Cam Murray or you don't have, you know, don't have the jewels to, to move it around or whatever, Payne Haas, probably, probably your next best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spoke about this last week. And I said Haas and Tamalolo. Um, that I expected them just to punch out good scores to to kind of finish the season. So I support Haas. Someone that isn't on the top 10 most bought list, but also a front row forward, didn't play last week because he told uh, the trainer to, you know, stick her where it doesn't shine. Are you a fan of buying David Klemmer, you know, with Mitch Barnett now out out for potentially the season? Do you think there's this narrative that he picks up more minutes, he's more aggressive or whatever, or do you think that there's just too much doubt over him? Yeah, there's too many question marks at a very important point of the season. Don't get me wrong. He's going to have a point to prove, um, but there's obviously big issues with Clem and the club, and that would worry me. It would worry me that he does something stupid himself. Uh, it would worry me that his minutes possibly get cut, um, you know, as a message. Um, they are going to want to keep the guy, um, and the support for Clem has been quite high um, from both the media and the fans. So, look, he, he could get the minutes, but it, there's just too many question marks for me. There's a lot of question marks over why people don't own Nico Hines. Sixth most pl- bought player this week. What is going on? We are now in round 22. Uh, 
just by the man, as with Cameron Munster as well. I think we can just combine both these guys, six and seven. The two best players in their position, is it fair to say, for, for Supercoach now? Best halfback, best 5 eighth. No, no real questions there. Currently, yep. Yep. Uh, number eight, Isaac Thompson. Now, really feel-good story out of... Hey. The- <laughs> Feel good story out of South Sydney. You know, didn't make his debut until I think he was 25, 26. Played really well last week. Um, but, yeah, we don't need to be making cash. He's just going to become an AE issue. Just enough. I think that's that's pretty easy to... You know, it, yeah, if this was round... What are we, round 22? If this was round 12, I'd be all over it. But just buy enough that's not going to give you headache issues with AEs. I, I know that the... Depends how thin you are. No, but like we don't need. I don't care how thin you are. Don't buy a cheapie. Just don't. Like I just. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like if if you're that short on players, don't waste your trades. Like I'd be making them. I'd be making more beneficial trades to your team rather than buying in a guy that might not be there in two weeks. Ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not, I don't I'm not mind keen. buying Croker or that guy, to be honest, but each to their own. I'm not keen. I am keen on buying Harry Grant, though. Bit of a bounce back last week, 100-point game. Don't know how. Um, he got, like, some really magic updates, which is nice to see, but is he back, question mark, or is it just an outlier game? You know, he's been very, very poor the last six weeks or so. Um, very, very juicy price, brew. 570k, the cheapest I reckon we'll ever see Harry Grant ever. Um Best hooker, I still think it's debatable now with for Super Coach. Damien Cook's been producing at a good level, so if you're not if you don't own Cookie, I'd rather go him over Grant, but I don't mind the double up on Cook slash Grant up top. Yeah, I think a few people have got that. Look, I'll I'll he was good. I'm not gonna say he wasn't, but it was the Titans. Um so let's see how he goes against Penrith. Um, you know, right, he'll the pack's still pretty good for Penrith, so he'll still be running at a pretty good pack this week. I'd like to see how he goes with that. I have not looked at Luke Keery's Supercoach profile since February, to be honest. And to see him... He goes 130, 100. <laughs> to see him as the 10th most bought player this week, I'm assuming he had a good score last week. I didn't really pay any attention. You're you're the Roosters fan. Did, did he have a good score? I think you'll recall that my wife's side a few weeks ago, she needed someone in the halves. She had to free out money, and all she had was enough money for Keery. And I said, get Keery, but pick your weeks. <laughs> Well, last week she didn't play him, and she oh. didn't play him last week because the week before he scored 30. So I immediately turned around and said, oh, no, I the, told you to no, pick you, your you weeks. This was down. one of those weeks. you got to double down. This when, was when, one of those weeks. When he scores 30, you've got to double down. you got to put all your chips in the middle. So I'm assuming last week he scored well. That's why people are buying him. So my advice don't buy. to the viewers is exactly the same. If you're going to buy Luke Cleary, pick your weeks to play the bloke. I'm not, I'm not Because kidding. he's going to have some stinkers. I'm not kidding. I'd rather just buy Skywalker. Um, who? Hey, wouldn't play him this week. Hey, hey, little pat on my back. I think I said that he was my favourite part of the halves last week. Performed very well. So, little win, little little win for me. Little, little win for me there. Good. He's playing with confidence at the moment. Oh, you ruin, you ruin my soundboard. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. All right, Latrell 
and Munster nailed it last week. Pretty pretty happy with that. Uh, however, this week is a little bit more, you know, potential to go pod, um, which is always what we like to see. For me, though, I still think Latrell's one of the standout VCs. Para can see a lot of points to center wings, um, and Latrell is going to be there feeding the center wings. Goal kicking, you know, I, this one has based, like... Based on form at the moment, Latrell's got to be a VC or a C almost weekly until he stops scoring. This one reeks of like a 30-28 kind of game. Like there, there could just be points galore. Probably. With these two sides, their defences aren't... New. Impeccable. No. Um, okay. Go away. Uh, next one, Teddy. I got him as a VC because it's Teddy. I wouldn't go Manu this week, however. Uh, I don't know. I just got to... Mm, I can't not give, after last week. I can't give you stats. I mean, to be fair, Manu still scored like 48 points, did nothing. So, men is a weapon. Um, I would just go Teddy. He's just more involved. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just got this weird gut feeling that, that Manu, you know, d- doesn't go ballistic. Um, I, I don't have any stats for you, but it's just something that I feel. If you want to go the other way, go for it. I just think Teddy's more the, consistent. The Chooks used Manu as a decoy to open up Teddy last week. So I think that will alternate from week to week. Um, but it's a bit weird when you see Manu and Teddy on the same side and not Manu's preferred side of the field, like floating on the left side as two floating five eights. Basically it was, it was a unique attacking structure they had last week against the Broncos, but it worked. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I want to see it again. Um, I want to see how Manu goes one more before we, before we jump on. Um, I do think, however, Nico Hines this week is is the safest captain. Like, I think just if you're looking to bank points, it's just got to be Nico, doesn't it? Yeah, against, he's, against the, he's the vanilla boring option this week. Um, Could be the biggest, I though. That, he's he's going to be my VC. They are playing the Tigers. Like, he, he's very boring, but he, he's quite frankly still could go the biggest score out of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. It, it, yeah, obviously, because <laughs> um, he's going to be my VC. And I'm going to stick the C... I think we're both gonna both gonna have this man here. Oh, wait for it, Reuben Garrick. Now, I'm a bit of a bounce back factor with Manly buying into the narrative. Um, yeah, Reuben Garrick. It's very hard to pass it against the Titans because we watched what Latrell did last week, and let's hope that we can go again. Just in case anyone needs proof, there it is, yeah. Reuben Garrick. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's obvious or not. You could go DCE here as well. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against that. You could go Hamba Kawatu if you wanted to go there as well. Um, no. If, like, I mean, I, I'm I just, I'm just big not, balls on Ruben Garrick this week. I'm not buying any stock into the Titans at all. And like their no. best their best player in the last month, Aaron Clark, has now been moved back to hooker where he has sucked. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all aboard on um, on Ruben Garrick. Uh, we've got seven minutes until Zoom cuts out. I might see if we can rapid fire through the hot takes and trade talks so yep. I don't have to come back. Um Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. I should have got a cricket. A trade. I, I, sh- I should have got a cricket soundbite, like just like a, or like the you know how they have the the tumble the tumbleweed in those western movies. Because I am, I'm all out. If any of you guys are playing me head to heads, we have a lot of money on the line. Rest assured, I've got no trades. So the team that I set is the team that I set. However, I might I might do some tricky buggers, and I can't now because I've just told everyone who I'm vice captain and captaining. I was going like, to play some. I did that last week. I I, I bought Stephen Crichton and captained him. Um and just to like you know just to fuck with people and I got like multiple messages from people I was playing being like oh you you on Crichton um but yeah that backfired because I just told everyone who I was vice captain and captaining so if you're playing me in a cash comp do with that information what you will I've got no trades however we are sitting in two hundred and second overall realistically like I'm not gonna I'm a hundred points out of the top one hundred but my goal this year 
was I, this is my first year playing NFL NRL fantasy. Um, and after a really, really bad Supercoach year, I didn't have high expectations. I just wanted to get a top 1K finish. If I could get top 1K in Supercoach and fantasy, because I'm currently ranked 480th in fantasy, that'd be like the ultimate, you know, content creator flex to be like top 1K in both those. So that's my goal. Um, Brewski, I think you're just, you know, trying to hold on. You know, just, you, you got some... You got some I've du- given up. You I'm got- not even <laughs> looking. Like, you can put skulls and crossbones next to my rank next week for all I care because it's going to be horrific. I've, I'm not even... I don't care. I'm just going with whatever to Isn't finish Isn't it funny? It's like, this is... You and me, with the polar opposites the last year. Yeah, but by completely this, flipped. By this stage, you were ranked in the hunt, like, top 100. I had no trades. The wheels were falling off for me, and it's flipped this year. But as long as one of us goes well each year, that's all that matters. Um, let's move it's into... My, my turn next year. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll give you the floor. You can announce to everyone what your trades are this week <laughs> uh duck eggs guys absolutely nothing as i said holding on for grim life wanting the season to be over so i can focus on the fbl and the nfl yeah fbl mate. even after that i'm bloody i'm done I'd, I'd... just before we go on i'd just like to say that uh josh and arman have a podcast and i whipped both their asses in fbl last week uh, i don't know why i didn't buy Erling holland anyway um not for the fpl chat um hot takes this week or hot takes last week i had dewey back-to-back 100s mm, it did not happen i had panthers back-to-back losses mm, it did not happen had two minute noodles for dinner that night because we were broke uh, i had monster high scoring player of the week we got as close as we could without getting there you know he was five points off the off the top which was latrell um this week in honor of the titans versus seagulls We've got D for feeder to outscore Hamo Olakawatu. I don't know if that's a hot take, but you know, battle of the high upsides two RFs. Uh, I've gone for feeder to outscore Hamo. I've got to ride with the hot hand. I've just got to go Latrell for another ton. I've just got to you know ride out with him. And I've also got Matt Burton with a big hundred plus next to his name. I think I think Berto could be yeah really good off off with his running game this week. Wonderful. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. Um, Latrell probably will score another ton. I don't know about Fafida and Hamoli. Uh, Burton, I, I, I thought Burton would go massive last week. I don't know what he ended up on, but he looked good. Um, now, I didn't. I stopped following the Super Coach last week, so I don't actually know what everyone got, but I'm pretty sure last week I said Teddy would get a ton. Um, yeah, I think you got 99. I think you were one or 97. One, you were one off. <laughs> That'd be right. Uh, I, I agreed with you because Munster was going to be one of mine. Um, I think I said Munster for about 150, so close. got close enough. Um, and I think I said Nico would get a ton too. Um, and I'm assuming he did because he was pretty good. He did um, this week for me, I also said the dogs would beat the Cowboys. So I feel a bit short on that one, but they, they play well, the dogs. Playing like a top eight side at the moment, if you ask me. Uh, this week, I've got Ronaldo Mulatalo. Your own owners will love this. I've got him scoring a hat-trick this week. Ooh, uh, Nico Hines uh, going 125-plus this week, not just a ton. Uh, and I've got Garrett, triple figures, my captain. So I had to chuck it in there. Awesome. Uh, let's ra- run through a couple of questions before we finish up. I put the call out on Twitter, um, and, yeah, a few guys responded. Daniel R. said, You guys have been a great help in my first season. I've got two trades left. I guess it's a wait and see. But did you have any early thoughts on trading at Tarpany or Kickow? Murray is the number one target despite the draw. Slav Mam, so looking at DCE as well as May to Dewey. I think May to Dewey, probably not. Like Dewey's I think Dewey's a luxury trade more than anything. However, Cam Murray, I really, really like him coming home. I just think he's gonna offer that consistency that Tarpany gave us. Um and DCE, I've already said I'm keen on DCE as well, my man. Yeah, look, um I'd rather sell Kickow than Tarpany of the two, 
but both have a bit of an asterisk and Tarpany has two asterisks because we don't know when he's back. So that's a real tricky one. Uh, you make the call, but I would sell kick out before I'd sell Tarpany I'm gonna, for obvious reasons. I'm going to throw Brew under the bus here because he's not prepared for this question, but I'll go first and he can think. Our, our lovely contributor, Todd G, uh, he asks, who are you guys looking at for next year that seem to be the must-haves because my season is done and I want to get a talking point? Um, I actually made a tweet about this a week ago. So a few of mine, Brandon Smith, I think he's going to be just, you know, reduced price galore. The Roosters, hopefully he gets the start and plays good minutes. Aaron Clark, 13 dependent at the Titans. He could be a really good hooker option as well uh, in our sides. David Fafita, a lot of people raise their eyebrows when I said Fafita, but we're going to have the fact that Kieran Foran is going to be feeding him balls galore, so I'm really liking that. Uh, I'm going to probably double up with Cleary and Hines as well. I think set and forget with the two best halfbacks, you know, just put them there and, and leave them there all season. Uh, Josh Schuster at 5'8", could be a really good shout, really cheap um, taking over that Foran role. Rob Jennings for the Dolphins and Tom Travojevic at a really, really cut throat price. Yeah, look, uh, Tom, I don't think I'll be able to resist that, but I'll, <laughs> 550K I, don't, whatever it is. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do Tom and Pappy beside each other. So I'll mm. probably go safe and Tom. Um, outside of that, Katoa, if he gets a start for Melbourne, I'd be all over that. Yeah, Ellie Katoa. Tarek, Tarek Sims, um, another one. A very, very fresh one, that one. Not sure about Sims personally. Jack Howarth, um, you know, like I know he's going to be popular. Yeah, there's there's a few options there. Brandon Smith, obviously, he's going to be a gun pickup for the Chookies. But then again, I can I can totally see him playing 14. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just something Robbo would do. So, What are your thoughts on, yeah. on what are your thoughts on the double the double gun halfback strategy? Just go Cleary Hines off the bat. Yeah, I don't mind it. For me, like I can say a lot of things, but it really depends where the cheapies are. Yeah. My side will be dependent on where the cheapies are. So, 100%. 100%. That's enough rambling. When we get into 2023 chat, I think it's time for us to end the podcast. But this has been the Round 22 preview. I've been the coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, joined as always by Bruce C22, coach of the Brewwood Order. Mate. Uh, let's hope that, you know, the wheels haven't completely fallen off. You know, there's a, there's one nut, one bolt hanging on next week because we've only got a few more weeks until uh, the season is done. No worries, buddy. Thanks, guys. You. Have a good one. Bye. See you later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 